my fellow Americans. This is Barack Obama. It is my pleasure to speak to you today about a podcast that has captivated and entertained listeners for the past five years. The podcast I'm referring to is Yeah But Still, a show that has left an indelible mark on its listeners, myself included. Over the past half decade, Yeah But Still has tackled a wide range of topics. Through their unique perspective and insightful commentary, hosts Brandon Wardell and Jack Wagner have built a loyal following of listeners who eagerly tune in each week to hear their take on the world. Today, I'm excited to introduce one of the classic episodes of Yeah But Still, which is a reflection of the show's ability to spark conversations and challenge our thinking. This episode represents a snapshot in time and serves as a reminder of the cultural and social issues that were relevant at the time. While some of the content may now seem outdated or even offensive, it is crucial to understand that this podcast was a product of its time and should be viewed through that lens. So on behalf of myself, Michelle, and the entire nation, please enjoy this classic episode of Yeah But Still. Let us appreciate the impact these two men had on our society. I have no doubt that it will continue to inspire and challenge us for years to come. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome to Yeah But Still. Jack and Brandon here. Um, we have... Hello. We have a very exciting... Breaking... Yeah, breaking. Major exclusive... Major a, exclusive. We've got Jacob Wall on the pod. <laughs> we are hopefully going to have Jacob Wall on the pod. I We've talked about this for a long time. And um, I do... Well, I think you more than me kind of feel like the dog who finally caught the mailman. Because uh, we... I emailed him out of the blue. Actually, some listeners told me that he mentioned uh, he would be taking podcast requests. <laughs> yeah, you and, did uh, not tell me about this until after he He replied. responded three minutes later saying he's down. Yeah. And uh, we're about to call Jacob Wool and do a conference. Um, yeah. But when I told you that, I mean, there's a little bit of... We've talked about this for so long. There's a little bit of like the dog finally catching the mailman and not knowing what to do. Cause well, that was you. You for uh, at, you know, months, maybe a year, have been like, "Oh, haha!" It would be funny if we had Jacob Wall on the podcast. And I've always kind of been like, "I, I don't know, would it?" <laughs> like, yeah, it's <laughs> no. True. Uh, I mean, well, I'm fascinated by him because like he never breaks character, and I've always thought about having him on. Where I'm like, dude, I'd be really curious if we could just talk to him and see if we yeah. could even see like a crack. Like just one right. crack because he's always on, and I know everybody knows it's fake, and it, but he's so sure. dedicated that it's yeah. like I w- just want to see for myself. There's so many questions, and granted, right. you had like very, very good reservations about having him on because yeah, make had no like mis- an initial moral dilemma. Make no mistake, know? he's not a good guy. He's done <laughs> right. bad things. Um, yeah, he's made false rape allegations. He's right. Done, you know, paid people to lie. And who knows? Yeah. And uh, and not to mention, we completely disagree with him politically. But um, I think my thing with him is that for this, this, the reason he doesn't get sued for those is the same reason I don't think this is the same as having like Ann Coulter on or somebody. Right. It's that yeah. he's gotten to a place where when he says those things, no reasonable person believes him. So he can't... Right. He didn't actually damage Elizabeth Warren by saying... She was right. in a, a uh, BDSM relationship with a young troop. Yeah. Like, he didn't actually do damages that could be proven. So right. it's like, 
I I know you're you were concerned about like giving him a platform, but to me it's like he had a platform and it's like getting smaller and smaller to the right. point where now it's like people are only watching as a joke and um yeah. he's on OnlyFans and like the platform, you know, we're we're not risking giving him a platform. He had one and it's gone. Right. By his own doing. Yeah, I mean I yeah, we, we talked it we, we talked it out and uh I, I think we um, we've, we've got it. We, I, I think the the game plan is strong. I think uh, you. Yeah, I think it'll be a productive dialogue. <laughs> we've we've talked this out, and um, honestly, Brandon, uh, it's it's pretty much time. So I think we should try calling him in. What do you think? All right, let's get get him on the get get Wall on the line. All right, everybody, uh, we're about to call Jacob Wool, but uh, welcome to Yeah, but still. Hi, this is Jacob Bull. Hi. Can you can you hear us? I can. I can hear you uh, loud and clear. All right, everybody. Um, we have with us now um, a man that we've um, we've been interested in for a while, um, and I can't believe I'm finally talking to him. We have with us right now Jacob Bull. Um, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. It's uh, wonderful to be here, and I hope you're doing great as well. Excellent. Um, so, I don't even know where to start with you. Um, when I first heard about you, Jacob, you were doing um, you were doing investing, um, and that was when you were pretty young. What what made you switch to um, politics in the first place? Well, what happened was I was, of course, running the uh, fund in uh, Los Angeles, and uh, at the time we had we had finally succeeded in rounding up a couple of Chinese family office uh, investments. And uh, so we were running the fun and Vice came out to film in uh, sort of a documentary. They filmed for three weeks straight and then they made about seven minutes out of it, which, which seemed like a waste of, of time, but that's how it works sometimes. And during that uh, interview, they sort of asked me in passing who I thought would win the presidential election. And uh, I said that my models show Trump is going to win. They planned to uh, basically kind of ridicule that because of course that was very, uh, unusual to suggest that uh, Trump would win the election, but uh, instead he did win. And so that gave it a whole new bent and a, and a whole new angle. I then uh, decided that I would uh, get onto Twitter and start sharing some of my political viewpoints. And later into 2017, so this Vice interview is happening end of 2016, later into 2017, the president begins retweeting my tweets, uh, I think like five times and replied to a couple of them. And this was when Trump didn't retweet a lot of people. I mean, he would retweet the vice president, but he didn't retweet uh, civilians. I remember well. that. Yeah. You were kind it's, of Trump's number one reply guy. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would say so. I would say so. And uh, so it, it worked out. Uh, it worked out very nicely. And 
he began retweeting me and, and that sort of thrust me into politics very quickly. Um, and then, uh, you know, at some point into 2018, this is all very nonlinear, but, but at some point into 2018, um, I was connected with uh, Jack Berkman through a mutual uh, friend, and he enlisted my expertise in, in media and in uh, opposition research, as it were, to look into Robert Mueller. And of course, that generated press coverage that was exponentially more than, than anything I had gotten before combined. Yeah, okay, I mean, when you say... When you say look into Robert Mueller, uh, what do you, what do you mean exactly? Well, the the process that I follow when conducting opposition research is that uh, I will begin with a copy of the person's uh, freshman year high school yearbook and work all the way through to their senior year, uh, whether it's online or it has to be purchased on eBay or what have you, and we just sort of go from there. Uh, in the course of looking into uh, Mr. Mueller, what we did in many cases was we posed as people that were making a documentary about Mr. Mueller's life. Uh, that enabled us to talk to people from his background because these people thought that they were participating in, in, in a documentary. And, and over the course of that, of course, uh, we unearthed uh, an allegation that uh, we thought was serious. We thought that, you know, should be, should be brought forward. And um, held a press conference, a now infamous press conference. A very, I mean, very you've done a, with the, the press conference. <laughs> you've done a lot of uh, these so far. I mean, Jacob, there's been people. A lot of people have come forward saying that you've paid them to lie about these people. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm not, I'm not here to really play gotcha with this stuff. I'm really just kind of fascinated with um, with kind of like what your end game is with all this. Cause it made sense to me early on when the, I mean, when the president was retweeting you, that made a lot of sense. You're like a young guy getting retweeted by the president of the United States. That makes perfect sense. But I feel like it's been a long time since then. And it's gotten to like a way different place. I just wondered. Well, um, it has, what, it has what, gotten, I, I do think like, I do think the word unearthed is, is, uh, is maybe the wrong word for what happened. <laughs> Well, be that as it may, there's different verbiage that uh, that you might use, but uh, this is this is something that happens. Of course, you know, accusers come out from people's past, seemingly out of nowhere. I mean, you have to remember the backdrop of the Mueller press conference was that just uh, days before. I mean, we were talking about Christine Blasey Ford, we were talking about Kavanaugh. That that was happening at the time. That was the main thing. That was all over the place. And so that was the backdrop for it, but uh, I think that's important. But talking about sort of the genesis of this, and okay, well, you did a press conference, so what happens next? Well, what happens next is I, I get a call from Ali Alexander, a friend of mine, and somebody who I'd actually gotten to know pretty well just recently to, to, to the phone call he gave me. And he said, we should go to Minnesota, and we should look into these allegations against Ilhan Omar that our friend, our mutual friend, Laura Loomer, keeps raising. You know, she's done some articles, but... I remember that, the, too. Yeah, and Laura had been harping, Laura well, had been harping been, on this for there's months. There's been many, many uh, of these I've seen you do, but... Yeah, um, and, and we won't, we won't my, go through We won't go through every one, but, but... Nobody's taken any of them seriously yet. Why do, I well, mean... Here, here's you, what I... I and I'll get, I'll get to that, but what, what I would say is, you know, so we did this documentary, and then, well, what happens next? Well, what materializes, and everyone knows about the documentary, Importing Ilhan, and of course, all of our accusations against her were proven 
completely true. She married her brother. There was an immigration fraud scheme that took place. Everyone knows it now. It's been all but confirmed by every media outlet, including her hometown newspaper. But I don't think, well, to be fair, I don't, I don't think that's been proven true, has it? It has. I mean, the Star Tribune, the Minneapolis Star Tribune has confirmed it. She refuses to do something as simple as tell the media, even off the record. I mean, I understand if she doesn't want her siblings doxxed or something like that, but she won't even confirm who her siblings are off the record. And so she, it's, it's been proven beyond any doubt. Ilhan Omar married her brother <laughs> in order to help him take advantage of student loans, stay in the country uh, under legal residency. And I think we have def- different definitions of uh, some some words, but um, I guess I mean just to get back, I I don't really, I don't want to necessarily debate the validity no, I don't, of a lot I don't of things. Think that's, I don't think that's product. I don't think that's productive either. But so, I'm so I'm that- curious, like if it's been worth it for you, because to me, watching these, let's even say that these all, all were true, people aren't taking them seriously, and I think your credibility is what's taking the hit not these politicians you're going after. So even if they were true and you were like a Ronan Farrow figure, at a certain point, I would think that you would ask yourself, um, man, like people aren't believing me when I'm saying this stuff. So there must be a more productive way to get the truth out there. Well, what I would say is, you know, the, the Ilhan Omar uh, documentary happened. And then it was a question of what comes next. That's always the question. And we looked at the Democratic primary and the candidates, and there were tons of candidates. There were new candidates every week, it seemed like. But one thing was clear. These candidates were not going to do so much as throw any sort of material jab at one another. This was going to be a fake primary. And at the end of the fake primary, they were going to crown Biden. That's what they were going to do. That was very, very clear from the beginning. Bernie's not a serious candidate. The the bankers won't let Bernie win. He won't get the nomination. The bankers have threatened to pull the money from the DNC if he does. Okay, so that that was what was going to happen. So the question was, how do we make an impact here? And what I would say is, over the course of that very boring, very dry, and very rigged Democratic primary, I think that Jack Berkman and I created some of the most memorable moments of that very boring, dry, and worthless primary. I, I think that most people would agree with that. I would say that our press conferences, whether you talk about Elizabeth Warren and the Marine or Kamala Harris and her trainer. Or Pete <laughs> I, I honestly agree with you on these being memorable. I agree that I they, do are, agree. they are memorable and entertaining, but... What do you like, get out of it is my do question. Do you still... Yeah, Brandon, Do you still ahead. believe... Do you still, like, believe the things that you were putting out? Or I mean, did, did you ever believe them? Or was it? Is it all just sort of uh, a means to bring attention back to yourself, would you consider yourself yourself kind of a, an agent of chaos? Well, some have described me as an agent of chaos. Um, and and it's, it's certainly something that uh, I can't disagree with. But w- so let's talk about what I get out of this, because there's, there's a lot of, you know, debate about all this. Who's paying this guy? Who's paying this operation? Blah, blah, blah. Are, are you still claiming that all of these things are true? Are you still claiming that Elizabeth Warren I, I ha- to, had an affair with a with a Marine? Oh, she definitely S&M, did. I mean, she was style? Yes, yes. She, he I was mean, cracking. I wasn't in the room. He was. I wasn't. He was, was cracking at the press conference. He's like, he's laughing at the press conference. Well, I was he was he, very nervous. He was very nervous, uh, Mr. Wheelie. He was very nervous, and and maybe he had a, a bit of a nervous laughter. But that's that's. I mean, you look at Bill Gates' talk. He can't get through a sentence without that 
weird giggling laughter. And that's just a nervous uh, tick, really. It's just something that some people uh, suffer with. But uh, I continue to, to believe everything that we've brought forward. I mean, it's a very serious thing. You, I mean, you talk about Mayor Pete. You're talking about gay date rape. And, you know, this accuser in the case of Mayor Pete signed a sworn affidavit. Uh, he wasn't paid anything. Nobody's nobody's ever come out and said, here's the check from Jacob Wool. Here's the check from Jack Berkman. They paid. Me. I mean, they have. No, yeah, they haven't. This happened, no one's this ever happened said very, this. very recently. A woman came out and said that she was. She, she said that some you. she said that some anonymous person showed up at her apartment building and handed her forty thousand dollars cash. Nobody's seen any pictures of the cash. Nobody's seen any proof that any of this happened. And again, you know, you talk about I mean, let's talk about the the Mueller accuser, for, for instance, Carolyn Cass. She was harassed and harangued by the media to no end. She went from saying Jack, Jack and Jacob are good guys and, and I trust them in one interview with, with Ed and Brian Krasenstein, of all people, to then saying they're bad guys, they paid me $50,000, to in, in another interview, these are all on the record interviews that are still on the internet, to then saying, actually, in fact, I was paid $500,000. So, so the numbers kept changing, the story kept changing. Nobody's ever been paid by us. That's one thing that's clear. And the other I mean, thing that I think is important is this is a self-funded operation. It, it's funded by, in large part, in most part, uh, Jack, who's, you know, of course, a very successful lobbyist. But uh, anyway, that's that's important to note as well. So, I mean, the, with, the, with the Mueller story, I do want to just loop back to the Mueller story real quick because it is documented in uh, that HBO documentary, After Truth. It's like in your, uh, it's in your Instagram bio. You promote it. Right. in your bio, right? And on record, you're kind of being called out by all of these journalists, you know, about how like he was at he was, you know, at jury duty that day. You like didn't have a name. No, but he wasn't. He wasn't at, he that, wasn't at jury duty. You know, and this is they didn't show in the documentary. The we knew the jury duty question would come up. And what we had printed at Kinkos was 150 copies and we handed them out. And it was a it was a copy of an FBI press release showing that he was at that very hotel on that day. The press release, I might add, is still on the Internet. It's still out there. So well, he wasn't at jury duty that day. He was on jury duty in a different day during that week. He was not at jury duty on the day in question. This is this is a big lie. It's something that's been promulgated by the media. Just just like this idea that just like this idea that somehow my mom's cell phone number was used. It wasn't used. I had a very simple VoIP system set up for the business and the numbers went to my cell I mean, phone you were, number. You were saying that the accuser was receiving death threats before you revealed the accuser's name. And she was. How was she? How did they how? How did they direct because the threats? Be, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you exactly how. Because the Gateway Pundit published her name. The Gateway Pundit got her name uh, from somebody who was within our circle uh, who told that person, and I won't say who the person is, because they're they're still in our circle, they're 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 very valued, but they made it Even, an error. You're you're keeping you're keeping these snakes in your circle, Jacob. Well, she no, I, she's not a snake, but she just she made a she made an error of judgment hmm. and trusted a journalist to respect an embargo, and they didn't respect the embargo. Even I wouldn't trust the Gateway pundit. Well, I I think Jim's a great guy. I I do. I think Jim's a great guy, and. Uh, had, have always had a good time working with him. Jim Hoft, of course, uh, who, who runs that site. So, Brennan, did you have a follow-up with that? or 
No, I mean, I, you know, th- I guess. What, what were you going to say about Elizabeth Warren? Oh, oh well, we, we, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, Jack. We, we I, were talking a bit about uh, uh, Liz Warren and, and that the way that whole press conference worked out. But uh, w- I guess wh- where we had to loop back was in saying that nobody's ever proven that we've paid an accuser. And that remains true because we've never paid an accuser. Well, there's people saying you did. So you're just they're lying. They're not telling the truth. Uh, nobody has ever been paid. Uh, I mean, and we're very clear about any sort of indirect or in-kind contribution that they may receive. So, for instance, with the Buttigieg accuser, Mr. Kelly, uh, he he got a coach plane ticket. Uh, he got a uh, Uber ride and uh, he received a Subway sandwich and a uh, car- double caramel frappuccino. And that was the extent of his compensation. Wow. <laughs> What kind of subway sandwich, though? Well, it be, because it became this crazy story. You know, they harass these people into changing their stories. The media does. I mean, they called his parents. They called his uncle. They called everybody threatening to dox him. The, the media, I mean, when I say they. And they changed their stories. So when you talk about Kelly, I mean, it, it went from, you know, this is my story. Here's my sworn attestation to I was kidnapped and they wouldn't let me leave. And I had to escape. And it was a daring escape. And I had to jump off the back balcony. Crazy stuff. I mean, it just changed instantly. So these things, uh, these things that can, can change in the moment, they're always, uh, always uh, kind of by the seat of your pants because you don't know. I mean, can the person be bought off? Can the person be coerced to change sides, to uh, come against us? It's a tough, tough thing. Look, I, uh, regardless, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think me and Brandon are going to get you to break here on... Uh, even if you were making this stuff up, I don't think you would be admitting it to us right now. I could tell, but even if let's say hypothetically that this is uh that was valid, what that happened really did happen with Elizabeth Warren. She was really dominating a troop uh, sexually. Um, I, what do you make of that press conference? Cause you know, even if that were true, I don't think any reasonable p- uh, political operative would think that went well. Well, we have different measures than traditional political operatives have for whether something went well or whether... Well, because all of these people, nothing's happened to them. I know? mean, for, for instance, for instance, uh, we do things at press conferences that no political operative would do. We offer donuts, for one thing. <laughs> uh, but on top of that, we, we have to innovate. Of course, people say, is, is Jacob Wool a performance artist? Of course, there's an element of performance involved. Of course there is. You have to put on a show. You have to package what you're bringing forward. You have to give people something to see. So I remember, you know, we were brainstorming one night, Jack Berkman and I. We said, what do we do? We, we've got to change something up. I said, Jack, we need to have a professional singer come in. We need to begin the press conference by leading everyone in the Pledge of Allegiance. And then we need to bring him or her out and do the national anthem. And we did the national anthem and we did the national anthem alongside the biggest American flag that they sell on the entire internet. It's like a 40 foot flag. It looks, it just looks so over the top. It's, it's the, it's a monument in the neighborhood now. But uh, so of course there's an element there of show of, uh, of changing it up, of being unpredictable. But um, I mean, my question, I keep asking it, but you know, the press at these press, at the press conferences, the journalists there, I mean, it, even at the early ones, they're laughing at you guys. Um, so I, I guess I don't know what you get out of this. And that's what I'm most curious about, because 
you're not really you're not being paid to do this um i i understand what like a roger stone gets out of doing this stuff but i i don't understand what you get out of doing this stuff well here's what i would say the politics is hard i mean to plant a story particularly a story against a democrat it's not an easy thing there's a handful of people that are able to do it and have you did say you did say plant a story right plant a story meaning get seed the story into the media originally you're the person originating the story it's not an easy thing to do it's a very you wouldn't tough say thing that you're creating stories no i'm Tomato, saying that Tomato, I'm seeding, brandon seeding stories <laughs> and so it's a tough thing to do it's very very tough but there is applications for this outside of politics and so there are people that say that they're the masters of media manipulation i mean there's there's this guy ryan holiday who calls himself the guru of media manipulation. 99% of people have never heard of him. I have way more uh, of any measure of, of, of being well-known than he does, but whatever. He, he considers himself the master, and he's praised my ability to do it uh, in, in a column in USA Today, in fact, and, and we've chatted a bit, and we have a, a, a decent relationship. But what I would say is that what he knows and, and what I know is that doing these same sort of tactics to uh, promote an invention to promote a healthcare treatment, to get awareness around a music album. Compared to politics, all of that stuff is child's play. And, you know, it's like once you play in the big leagues, if you go and play little league, it's it's just not really a competition. And it's the same thing when it comes to the media manipulation skills, if you'll call it that. So, I mean, what you get out of it is on a given week, I'll have between five and ten people reach out and say, hey, you know how to get media attention. You know how to make things trend on Twitter. You know how to make things spread and promulgate on the internet. Help me do that with my product or, or my service or my company. Or help me, you know, you talk about politics, help me remove somebody from the board of fill in the blank. All legal, all ethical, you name it. But these are applications for my same skill set that go outside of the realm of politics and in fact are very uh commercially viable you would so, say all legal certainly so you, all legal so you're I saying mean, it's, you've had some trouble with the law well before we get to that brandon actually so you're saying that this is kind of like your political work even if you're not getting paid for this it's kind of like a billboard to get you you're, you're saying to me that you get uh private sector work from this yeah, private sector work and, and sometimes down ticket political work. So you think about, okay, stopping the front runner Democrat presidential candidate when you have a Democrat media is very tough to do. Very hard. I yeah, mean, sure. But I don't. But, why, but, why would I believe that you're really getting those clients? Because it doesn't add up. You don't up. have to believe it. You don't, you don't have to believe it. But it, but it is what it I is. Because I think so, you're lying about getting those. Well, that's it is what, you don't have to believe that that's the case. But the other application, and, and let me just add, is for Because if you are, then that makes perfect work. sense to me. I like get it then. I get the end game if you are getting that work. Well, but that's, I, I, that's the end game as, as I represent it. I mean, that's, that's the answer that, that you're going to get because that's the answer. So, I mean, I, I, there's no other. I mean, I'm not interested. I, I, but are I'm those actually in, coming? Because you you're young. You're young. I, I think, um, you know, my biggest question through all of this is that you're, you're so young to have such a reputation. And I think a negative reputation. I think it's hard to argue with that. I mean, you know, you're infamous. Well, I, you know, you're right. I mean, I've got, I've got a Wikipedia page, which is longer than 90% of the people who've served in the U S Senate. So yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, even if you wanted to change it up, it would be, 
impossible for you to go get a regular job now if anybody Googled you, you know? I mean, the Wikipedia any... page is, it's a, it's a long list of follies. Well, that's how you might view it, but I, I view it very differently. <laughs> I view it very differently. And okay. what you have to understand is that everything's very, very deliberate. So if I, if I view, you know, for instance, if I viewed uh, the Pete Buttigieg press conference as a folly, well, then there would be no Elizabeth Warren press conference, obviously. So you wouldn't you wouldn't view the Elizabeth Warren press conference as a folly? No, it was a massive success. It was one of my greatest hits. It was on Saturday Night Live. That's. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was a hit in that it got attention, and like I went when they brought out is, that son of a your bitch name whistleblower was, was trending. Yeah, when they when they brought out that guy, and rolled uh-huh. him out, and they said you don't you don't get to know his name. We said screw that. We're putting out a bounty for his name. 60 minutes, boom, 60 minutes was all over it. The lawyer melted down. He said, we put, he said, they put a price on his head. They put a bounty out for his life. No, we just wanted his name. And of course we did get his name and his name came out. But, uh, so this is, you know, this is another instance, but, uh, again, you know, a, a success in, in our view, as we see it. And, uh, you know, you talk about, you talk about Jack's side of things, right? The, the great thing about the lobbying business is that you have to disclose a certain percentage of your clients uh, based upon very particular regulations and, and rules and laws. Well, Jack's lobbying business has only gotten much bigger since we've started all this. So, you know, well, I, I understand your perspective. I mean, you come from a different bubble where these sort of things would make you less likely to hire someone to do X, Y, or Z. But there is another group of people and, and, and I, I want you to kind of maybe empathize with this, but there's another group of people. Uh, they didn't go to the same schools. They don't do the same sorts of things, but they love this stuff. They absolutely no, love it. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I understand that, but I think it's gone. I've, I've understood to an extent possible end games for you up to a certain point. Um, and right now, I'm I guess I'm just confused um because I I don't know I don't I don't think this path has been going upward I think it's kind of been spiraling downwards for a little bit um it's when you consider starting with uh the investment and then being retweeted by the president I think I mean yeah the the intended trajectory seems unclear No the the trajectory for me was never to do uh what so many do the trajectory for me was never to be the 1800th guy to show up at the turning points USA conference, take a selfie with Dan Crenshaw, have the same old page that every other young conservative has. I mean, you go down the list, you look at these kids, they're all the same Washington examiner contributor. I have a podcast. No one listens to it. No one cares. They all have a podcast. They all have a selfie with Dan Crenshaw. And I mean, basically it's rinse and repeat. You've got like copy and paste the same person times, a couple of hundred. And that was never the path for me. I was never interested in that. I mean, I had offers after Trump retweeted me. I had an offer from Podcast One because for whatever reason, they thought this would translate to, to podcast listeners. And maybe they were right. Maybe they were wrong to do all kinds of podcasts and get paid in the set and the other. And it was so censored and so ridiculous and what they wanted me to say and what they wanted me to promote and all these ridiculous underwear brands and, and this, that, and the other. It was just really sickening. I couldn't do it. Uh, but this has led to something else. This has led to my show on censored.tv, Man Up with Jacob Wool, where I can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I have my own platform. I don't have 
to dick around with uh, lame advertisers. And that's what you get in the podcast world is lame advertisers because podcast CPMs are low and lame advertisers can afford low CPMs because podcasts have what? They have a skip button. This is why you guys run Patreon. It's a, it's a better business model. People like your show, they can pay for it. Uh, it's just a much better business model than promoting another limp dick product every other week. You know, how, how many mattresses does Ben Shapiro sleep on? I really want to know. I mean, he's promoted a different mattress brand every other month for the last three years. <laughs> that's okay. That, so that's, that's what I call being a grifter. That, that's grifting. I mean, I get called a grifter, but wh- where's my grift? I, I don't grift anything. I don't tell people to, to buy a book that was written by someone else. And, and I know the people that ghostwrite these books for these conservative talking heads. That's grifting. That's fraud. That's saying, read this book I wrote, but you didn't write it. I, I view that as fraudulent. I view that as grifting, but that's par for the course in political media. I don't do any of those type things. I, I have actually agree with you. You, you, haven't I committed, with you. you would say that you haven't committed fraud. Never. Well, I agree with you here <laughs> that you aren't a grifter. And that's ex- I guess that's exactly the nature of my con- uh, why I'm so confused is that I look at somebody like Charlie Kirk and I think, man, like, how does this guy do what he does? Granted, we believe opposite things, but for the most part, people just make fun of him and laugh at him. But I look at him and I'm like, OK, well, he's getting paid a lot. Right. So you kind of no, see him. He's so getting much. his bag. I mean, well, you, he's you, getting paid. Surprise. Not so much. I mean, it's but a nonprofit I, I, deal. Without the grift, I don't, I don't see your grift for this. And that's why I wonder, why is this worth it to you? The, you ceiling, the ceiling on a Charlie Kirk is a half million dollars a year. That's as much money as you can make doing that. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. He, he does what he does. And uh, that's that. It's a certain kind of operation. It's a certain brand. Uh, he is probably the best right-wing community organizer ever. I mean, really, Charlie Kirk, what he is, he's a, he's a community organizer. He organizes people, gets them together. For what? I'm not sure, other than going to the next conference. But that's what he does. He throws great parties. I mean, he throws tremendous parties. But So that's that's the deal there. But I don't, I don't engage in the, those same sort of things. But let's, I mean, we can talk about an example here. You say, you know, what's your grift? I, I don't understand. Of course I make money with this and, and commercialize the attention I get. I've got an OnlyFans. We've got more well, than five. Well, that's exactly. I was going to say that, okay. but like, I mean, but why? I, yeah, why do you have the OnlyFans if you're making money off the political and and you say private sector stuff? Because it's it. I couldn't leave the money on the table. It's sort of like people were begging for it. I would get these messages, mostly from liberals. I, I might add, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, I, they want to so enjoy. You're, they you're enjoy. saying the the cap for a, a Charlie Kirk half a mil. What are we talking, Jacob Wall OnlyFans? Well, you can do the math if you have more than 500 people at $50 a pop. And, and I will add, the main income does not come from the subscriptions. It comes from tips. What you get is you get tips okay. and, and you, get, you get pay per message. And I, I mean, I, up, but, as, as I'm sure yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, behind, I'm behind the paywall. I've been, I've, I'm on you've the OnlyFans. You've been deep. You've been deep. You're I'm, I'm the deep on the, and I appreciate it. I'm deep on the OnlyFans. <laughs> I have contributed to the OnlyFans and the Cameo. Um, but I, I can't, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure how, how much, how many tips you're getting on OnlyFans if you're not really, uh, you know, OnlyFans, it's, uh, oftentimes there's, there's very explicit content on OnlyFans. It's, oftentimes, it's kind of the, oftentimes the, the, there the is. The bread and butter of I'm certainly OnlyFans. The, uh, yeah. And you, it's, it's real softcore stuff. I will, well, I, I will I'm, I'm hold you to, the, I, you uh, know. 
It's it's not uh, a pornography. It's not a pornography page. It's that it you're is not, not you uh, you know but, and it's I I think it's hard to compete on OnlyFans if you're not showing um you know cock or hole. I think Brandon's well, saying you're disrespecting the medium of OnlyFans. He's, well, I, here's what I here's what I would say. Certainly, I'm the I'm the most uh, successful person on OnlyFans to uh, to not show what I guess what you would describe as X-rated content, I guess. It, so, I mean, that's that's true. It, show, it shows you what percentile you're in. I'm right behind uh, on OnlyFans. I'm right behind this gal, this gal uh, with the last name Powell. I get the, the words mixed there. Uh, Powell, what's her first name? And she posts like sex tapes with, uh, you know, rappers. That That's her niche, I guess. And I, I'm right behind her. She's she's the person that's that's beating me out right now. Selena Powell, I believe, is, mm-hmm. is her uh, name. It just came to me. Um, I mean, I think you should you should try to you should try to comp- You're right behind her. Right behind her. Yeah, she's right like behind right her. her. I think if you want to if you want to get right above, you gotta you gotta you know. Do well, we'll see. Stuff. We'll you see. Gotta, I, I'm certainly getting a lot of suggestions, and and I'm new to the platform, and you know, maybe, one of the things I would uh, say is collab with Diamond and Silk. <laughs> maybe, maybe so the, the diamond maybe and so. silk jacob wall no but i, I listen i don't understand fans. there's all these e-girls in the conservative space you guys don't do this on the left i don't know why but but we have something called e-girls they're cute girls oh we have oh we've got e-girls on the e-girls that's a, that's e-girls? a bipartisan that's Jango. a bipartisan okay, maybe you, maybe i've just never heard of them but but that's, we, we, that's nonpartisan. we I, we have them and and they uh they're cute gals or whatever and and they show up at conferences, but but you want to talk about like having a tough time commercially. These girls, they they I mean, if they're lucky, if they're lucky, Charlie Kirk gives them a unpaid speaking gig. If they're really lucky, I mean, it's very rough out there for e girls. Uh, I mean, e girls on the conservative right. I don't understand why every one of them doesn't have an OnlyFans. I I talk to these. I know all of them. I talk to them about it, and they're like, no, I don't know my reputation. Blah blah. It's like whatever. Make some money, you know your reputation, this or that. Charlie Kirk won't like it. Who cares? I mean, it's just uh, as as I'm as I plan to do. I, I think uh, maybe what we need to do is, is show up at uh, at Charlie Kirk's next event with a T-shirt that says "Sex Work is Real Work." So, Jacob, while we're on this, I, I'm actually kind of interested uh, to hear you talk about this. To hear you talk about Ben Shapiro, then Charlie Kirk. My next question would be, who are people on the right that uh some people might assume that you are a fan of but you actually don't like because you sounds like you don't like ben shapiro or charlie no i don't like ben shapiro and he doesn't like me uh that's just the that's the fact of it and the turning points i I don't like the turning points people i I mean the people at the top i know a lot of the has it has this played out in person yeah yeah it has it has i mean not in like anything crazy it just you know just just some just some clever you know bullying and all and all that kind of stuff uh but it's it's all in good fun i mean it's all in good fun i i have a blast with it but uh you know otherwise besides besides uh those two outfits uh i can't really think of anyone that uh that i've come across that i don't like i mean i get along well with uh with just about everyone so i guess going back to what we were talking about before i think if I'm understanding you correctly, and I mean, if you believe this, this is what you believe, that's fine. So what you, what you said to us was that basically the, all the political stuff, all the controversy was worth it because in the end, you've been able to make money with his OnlyFans. Like that was kind of like 
an attention no, that's grabber. Not, that's and now not, you can... that's not what I said. But I said that's just that's you know an I don't example. want to speak. I don't want to speak in, in in certain terms where you say Jacob Wool says he doesn't charge for anything, but he has a fitness plan and he has an OnlyFans. I do have a couple of outlets in which I do what we might call low ticket, small ticket business, and, and those are those are them. Uh, the, the, that's what I. That's what that would be. So, what's the uh, big ticket business? Well, the 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 big ticket business is that, for instance, you'll have a guy who uh, a real estate developer, far right real estate developer in Florida, and he's having issues with the local chapter of Greenpeace, who keeps bothering him, who keeps interrupting city hall meetings, and he needs to push something through. Well, he might reach out to me. Maybe he'll be referred in from somebody, word of mouth, what have you. And there, there will be you know two, one of two ways. Either you smear the person who runs the Greenpeace group uh, to the point where you've interrupted their efforts to interrupt what you're doing. Or, or on the other hand, and what I found is a much more effective tactic, infiltrate the group and start some other controversy that, that enthralls them even more. And for the moment, at least gives them a new shiny object of, of which to attack that is... Uh, different and unique from what they're attacking now, just long enough so that your client can uh, get his approvals from the city council or or whatever he's looking to do, the board of supervisors, whatever the case might be. So that's kind of a, a typical commercial application for my skill set. If you, you know, without but it, without incriminating yourself, can you give an example of one of the you know maybe some things people might have seen that you may or may not have been behind that we don't well, know about? I, I, no, I don't want to. I, it's not so much about incriminating, but it's just a matter of breaching confidences with uh, with clients. But sure, there there are things out there that I'll put it this way: there are things out there that people have speculated that I'm behind, that I am behind, or I've played some role in. There are things going on right now, making their way through the headlines that I'm attached to. That uh, people don't know I'm you're, attached. You're you're QAnon. No, no, I'm I'm sure I'm certainly not. But Jacob Wall is Q. No, no, no. Uh, but what do you think uh, about Q? No, I think I think Q. I I think that whole thing is uh, is a is a tremendous uh, fraud. I think it's kooky. I think it's nuts. Yeah. And I've said I've I'm on record saying that in the Daily Beast from the very beginning. Uh, by by the way, people did speculate that I was I was that because I guess early on in the Q, you know, uh, saga. The, the the page, however it works, it's on this weird message board or something like 1990s technology. Uh, Q was sharing a bunch of my tweets all the time. So, but but it's not me, and and I really strongly uh, caution Republicans against uh, following that sort of lunacy. Do you? So I I do want I like talking about. I do want to you know really focus on your trajectory, your journey. Right. And so we were talking about small ticket business. I feel like it it all originally started with big ticket business. Right. Like that was your intro to a lot. You know, the general public was that that vice video. Right. No, the, kind of the, like the, the first. no, the vice the vice video came out actually about uh, a year into everything. So. Okay. Um, the, the, right. At, the, because it was local news, and then local news led to fo- a lot of Fox Business hits. So I was a Fox Business regular, and then also early 2016, um, early early 2016, I was actually, believe it or not, a CNN and HLN regular. Uh, I did the Dr. Drew show a lot. I did Don Lemon right. a whole bunch, and and I've they've since like wiped those clips from the internet because they were very praising of me. Uh, in fact, Don Lemon hit on me. I mean, this was well documented, but. Anyway, th- so so this is this is uh, this is something that uh, 
that uh, that I did, and then Vice came later that October. But you okay. know, it's a big, Jacob, but, but you're I, so funny. I'm sorry. Like, I do appreciate that. It is funny talking to you, Jacob, because you say you say one thing and then you'll say another thing after it. It's it, the way you uh, you have a way with words that just cracks me up. You just said that. Um, I'm not even accusing you of anything. I just want to point it out. It's it's very funny. You say, for instance, you said all the clips were erased from the internet and it was well documented. <laughs> Which, if they're all erased from the internet, it's n- fundamentally not well documented. Um, it's very funny. It's like almost like listening to you. It's easy to get tripped up on that. It's almost like a juxtaposition or something uh, inserted in there. But <laughs> so, I mean, well, Brandon, what were you, I, what was I your just, question? So my my question was just uh, oh the big big ticket. You know, like I yeah, yeah, yeah big okay. ticket to small small ticket, right? I feel like it's you know the there's there's been a lot of cracks in the foundation, you know, in that you know at one point you were kind of. Wool, you know, wool of Wall Street, right? Kind of become boy who boy who cried wool, right? You know, there's a lot of lot of um. I mean, the trading stuff, like, um, you at it it was was it eighteen that you said that you had ten years of trading experience? Well, I no, I truly did. I truly did begin my very first uh, trading when I was. At eight? Eight. Yeah, that's true. It is true. It's in fact true. Because when I was because when I was eight, and you guys, you, will, you guys will remember what you guys you will trading? remember this. You will remember this. When when I was this eight This man was trading Pokemon cards. No, you you'll remember this though. But in like two thousand five or six, uh, you remember the brokerage firms, the economy was, you know, booming, and the brokerage firms would send out an offer in the mail. They'd say, open an account and we'll give you 500 free dollars to trade because they knew you'd lose it all and then that you'd put more money in the account and, and they'd make a bunch of money off of you. And, you were eight uh, years old. Yeah, and I, one of these was sent in the mail to, I think, my mom. And I said, you know, I'm really interested in all this trading stuff. My ninth, <laughs> birthday, cake, my ninth birthday cake, I kid you not, was a, was a Bloomberg terminal it, like on the cake. It was custom printed <laughs> at uh, Tasteful Cakes. And... Uh, so, so I mean, this is this is the real thing. I, I was trading and trading a little bit, trading in and out of the market, and um, in in a real sense, sure, I did have ten years experience. And obviously, people are not stupid. People who are investing in a hedge fund are not dumb people. They're sophisticated people, and they know who I am, and and that's why they reached out. And they can look at ten years trading experience, and they can say, okay, well, maybe that's a different ten years than ten years at Goldman Sachs, which is different from ten years at. Uh, Bridgewater, which is different than ten years here. Whatever they can, they can make of that what they will. But, but in a in a true sense, it's uh, it was the truth. On the topic I mean, of trading, you, Brennan, I mean, do you mind? Yeah, I I, I want to hear more about the trading at age eight and nine. I'm but fascinated go, go by ahead, that too. Your, but um, I had, yes. do have a question. We're talking about this. Last time I saw any news about it, uh, you were awaiting trial on three charges of fraud for the trading. Um securities fraud i think right but it got uh it got postponed the trial um is that still pending or what's the status because i haven't heard you know, an update I, I wish i could talk about that i i really you know you don't know how much i'm biting my tongue here i wish i could get into all of that uh but i just can't i just can't and i can't uh, get into that so the t- the trial hasn't happened yet well I, I i can say as a matter of fact there's been there's been no trial there's been no preliminary hearing even so i, I can't say that much and that's public but okay uh, Otherwise, I, I can't get into it. Because that's stretched out for a long time. Uh, well, I mean, not 
No, not really. I mean, it's 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 moving along. It's not. Uh, I mean, that obviously the pandemic is stretching everything out in terms of just getting into court. Yeah, you can't. But and then but, I guess a question that I maybe forgot to ask, or uh, maybe you didn't quite answer before: Have has there been repercussions? You, I mean, you've done these, uh, like the Mueller press conference, um, the Liz Warren one. Has there been repercussions of? any kind because i imagine you would get sued for those whether or not you're telling the truth i mean that's lawsuits are a form of suppression has anything happened from those no i've never i've never this is going to sound crazy you get you're going to have to 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 remember this but in fact i have never been sued um even that little thing and that little thing that people love to talk about in arizona that wasn't a lawsuit it wasn't a civil proceeding it was an administrative proceeding uh, and in fact, at the very end of that administrative proceeding, the person who actually filed the complaint died, uh, and so they had to they had to basically sign a settlement. And coincidence, the settlement, hmm. the, settlement the settlement, <laughs> the settlement admitted nor denied any wrongdoing, and so that was that. And the SEC, I will also add that the SEC did a full examination of me. Yeah, I was the youngest person, believe it or not, to be investigated by the SEC. Uh, That's pretty age, amazing. At age nineteen, I was at four 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 Flower Street in downtown Los Angeles under oath for uh, 19 hours of depositions over, you know, spread over two days um, with the, with the SEC. And, you know, they looked at all the documents, they subpoenaed all the text messages, the emails of this, that, the other thing. And at the very end of their investigation, which, which concluded in July of 2017, they said, uh, thank you very much for your cooperation, Mr. Wool. We found no grounds for enforcement action. This concludes our involvement with you. And that was that. They were great professionals and uh, I, I will tell you, I've dealt with a lot of regulators and a lot of uh, groups, and I will say that the SEC uh, were consummate professionals. What? How did you become Jacob Wool? I mean, I think a lot of us are familiar with your dad. He's on Twitter and kind of similar. Um, well, and, and remember, he's, like? he's been on he's been on Fox News. Yeah, know, my, my whole childhood, basically. You know, he was on Court TV covering. Uh, if you remember the the Tukey Williams, he was in the room. My dad was, in fact, in the room standing next to Jesse Jackson when uh, Tukey Williams was given the lethal injection hmm. uh, at San Quentin. So, you know, I grew up around it. I grew up in newsrooms, in fact, in local newsrooms and in, you know, the Fox News, West Coast bureaus and this kind of thing, as, as long as I can remember back. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as my mom goes, she's just a, a dedicated uh, public servant, high level public official. I, I don't want to really want to say more than that. She works in a sensitive area, but uh you know, but she's, she's a high-level like, public official. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Um, and you know, she's done that her whole career, and she's a career, you know, public public employee. And so, uh, you know, but but pretty basic, pretty basic childhood. Played sports, did this out of the other. Um, was kind of, you know, it, it just it's just kind of uh, uh, kind of okay at sports. You know, I always knew that I wasn't going to play in the NBA or play in the NFL. It was decent, but uh, that was that, and. Uh, Graduated high school early, of course, because I was running a hedge fund. So I graduated a year early. Uh, but uh, that was that was that. I mean, you've done a lot. You're 22 right now. Yeah, I'm am t- 22. But I haven't really I haven't really done a lot. I mean, I I've, I've got the, the in terms of just whether you like or you don't like the content of the resume. I've got a resume that basically has what you might expect from a 29 year old who has an MBA except I just started when I was 16. So it's not actually that I, I've done so much. I thought it's you started when you were younger. eight. 
Well, that's that's poking around on the stock market. That's not managing other people's money and doing doing crazy you stuff. You were poking around on the stock market at at eight years old. That's right. So I, okay, I, mean, I I do want to. Can we talk about Wool Capital for a little bit? Um, sure. To the extent that I can, was, I'm happy to talk about it. I mean, what what was going on with the LinkedIn? Right, you you kind of you like had a a picture of Bar Raffaelli as like one of one of your employees. No, 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 no. You mean Surefire Intelligence? <laughs> surefire Intelligence. My bad. Thank yeah, well, you. you mean, yes, yes. Which one? Surefire Intelligence. About? Okay, okay. Let's. Okay, so the first the first thing to understand about Surefire is that the first day that the Krasenstein brothers began tweeting about it which was actually the day before it broke and it was on the Today Show and the Tonight Show and all the rest, people began, uh, one of the uh, photos mismatched uh, some, some celebrity or something. So that same day, people began publishing dozens of different profiles. Some of them had, I saw Christoph Waltz. I, I think there was a Leonardo DiCaprio. There was, uh, I mean, there was like dozens. There was like dozens and dozens and dozens of LinkedIn pages. Um, when in fact, so you you the, you're saying you didn't make those? No, 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 no. I certainly did make a page with Bar Raffaelli and and Christoph uh, Waltz and Leonardo DiCaprio, and I mean, I think there was a Steven Seagal had a profile. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty wild, but uh, you know, in the fog of war, how, how do you how this do you was, even get into that? This was this was people meddling. People you're meddling. Saying? That's right. People meddling. Wasn't the. Wasn't the managing editor or uh, the managing partner position linked to your actual LinkedIn, though? No, the only the only time that the only pseudonymous profile was, in fact, me as Matthew Cohen, which was a pseudonym that I used in the capacity of of the investigation that that we had done, and you know, which which was a. So how would they have know? How would the people who have faked it known about your Matthew Cohen pseudonym? There's kind of a chicken in the egg situation. No, no, they, they, that profile was not faked per se by other people, but once that profile went out, people started creating more and more. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's a funny. It was a funny, you know, side side track or or, or uh, sort of sort of side dish to to the main story and all that. I, it's I, hard because I. I don't know if I believe. I don't believe that that's fake. I think you did make it, but um, it's hard to ask what the questions I really want to ask. Because what I really want to ask is why you picked those pictures. Was it like an accident, or uh, were you being kind of funny with it? Because it's like they're so obvious, yet they're not specific enough. They're not funny enough for to make it worth faking. You know? No, no, no. I I, I don't know. I mean, why did why did people pick them? I don't know. Brandon, Why, that was your so question. You're saying, yeah. So your your answer to that is that other people did that. That's correct. Interesting. Okay. Um, is that all you wanted with that question, Brandon? That's all. Yeah, that's all. I want. You know, I just wanted to know what was going on with the the uh, Bar Raffaelli pictures, the Christoph Waltz pictures. Um, that have you um have you been to the White House? Uh, yeah, I've been to the White House a couple of times. I um, I wondered. I mean, for a while when when you were early on, I thought you were kind of gunning for like a White House staff job. I oh, think God, you probably no. could have gotten no. it if you wanted it at first, um, or something oh, close. Oh no, no, no! You, didn't, I, you wouldn't I want probably that? could, but I I'm not interested. I'm not interested in all that. No, I don't. I'm not interested in being a government employee. God hmm. no. 
you're 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 um you've wanted to be you know a vigilante kind the, of the on, only on the, ro- the only government road. job yeah the only government job that i will take and i've i've put this on the record is i i'd be i'd be very much pleased to be uh congresswoman laura loomer's chief of staff or comms director i think that would be a lot of fun but otherwise i if so I'm if laura loomer if she wins, Congress. if she prevails in her race, which I think there's a decent chance of, if she prevails in her race, uh, I, I would take that job. But otherwise, I'm not interested in, in government. Who's she running against? She's running against Lois Frankel in hmm. uh, in Florida, and uh, Lois Frankel is a you know longtime incumbent uh, Democrat, and uh, Laura's run a hell of a campaign. I'll tell you what, she's uh, outraised the incumbent now three quarters in a row. Hmm. Um, of course, it's a lot of national donations most people on the national stage haven't heard of lois frankel they've heard of laura loomer yeah um, so we'll see how it goes we'll see how that race goes i hear it's going very well i talk to laura regularly and but that's that's the only government work that i i might be interested in um brandon do you have any well i had i had uh one question uh you know kind of uh you know post post covid like a kind of a quarantine question um you know, we've been it's it's been going a while, right? And it's it's going at least three more months in LA. Which are you in L you're in LA right now? You're in Corona? I'm in uh, Orange California? County. Now. I'm in Irvine. In Orange uh, County. Today. Okay. Yeah. Um do you uh do you miss the hipster coffee shops? Well, I mean the, the hipster coffee shops are, are a dear sacrifice in all of this, I will tell you, and many of them won't open back <laughs> up. Uh, but if that, that was pr- that was probably what I miss most about losing my Twitter is I wondered, I said, should I, should I continue the hipster coffee shop series on Instagram or on- <laughs> where was, where, were, where was the hipster coffee shop? Well, there was ne- several, I would, I would say where they were like, I'd go to Verve coffee in, in West Hollywood, or um, I'd go to, you know, the, the, their other branch in, uh, in downtown LA, or uh, I brought a USA Today reporter to one of my hipster coffee shop spots in, uh, in Costa Mesa. Nearer to where, yeah. To interesting, where I, I interesting. This verve. I've been wondering this for a long time because I'm kind of a coffee head myself, and um, I, I used to live near downtown LA, so I always wondered. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd go to a, I'd go to a couple. I'd always specify where, where they were, but uh, but you know, I wondered should I continue? And that you were just you're constantly I, I just hearing, like I was. I'm at, I'm at a hipster coffee shop. Uh, there's two liberals next to me talking about how you know, hey, let's maybe give Trump a chance. That's right. This That's is right. Just like happening. This is just happening all the time at hipster coffee shop. Well, it was anyway until until now. But uh, it's it's unfortunate. But but uh, well, really, until my Twitter ended, because because I, I really had a serious conversation with myself about should I continue this? It's it's one of the great one of the great. Uh, you could call it memes, I guess, or or whatever you'd like to call it, but it's, it's one of the great ones ever. I mean, it's just, I, I, I'll give you that. I will a hundred percent. Other people have ripped it off. I mean, George (laughs) Papadopoulos has tried it and, and uh, you know, other, other people have tried it. There's Democrat versions of it that you hear sometimes, but (laughs) it was uh, a good one. I'll never, I'll never take that away from you that you've become a meme. (laughs) Um, I think uh, those, those were your best, your, those were your best tweets. Those were the, that was the golden era. 100%. 100%. That, that was a golden era on, on Twitter. And I, I do. It was. It was it. a golden era. And I think, you know, it's it's just too bad. And I don't know. I mean, it's been nice to not have Twitter. I, I've got to tell you guys, it's been really just so nice to not have to comment on 26 topics a day. 
whatever's trending. I mean, I, I, I can, I, I agree with that. I uh, agree that it's uh, not great for your brain. Jacob, it's just, um, it's not great for anything. It's just, it's just, you just sit, you, you have to comment on this and that and the other thing. And it's just, do I really care to comment about this farm stimulus bill today? Not really. I don't really care. I what, don't care. Um, this is, oh, um, go ahead, Jack. Well, I guess I've, I have a couple things I want to ask. Sure. Um, I've heard you say something before that um, you said something along the lines of, uh, you know, that that men support Bernie Sanders because they can't get laid. Uh, and I, I thought that was really funny. A couple of things you've said, I've just been confused by what what makes you say something like that? What makes you believe something I, like that? I, I, I don't I actually don't think that I've said that. And I think you may have me confused with another conservative commentator. Oh, this was, uh, uh, you were, uh, I, I want to know exactly by, uh, what I said. I'm just I'm trying to, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking back to the, the, that phone call I had with her. I guess this is, well, either way, what do you think of that statement? Well, I, 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 I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that that's exactly what I said. I mean, I, I'd like, I like to hear what I exactly told her. I'm sure she recorded the call, but uh, I just, I, I don't recall the exact context of what we were talking about, but what I think I may have been talking about was the ethos of the sort of Bernie bro, which which is a which is a male feminist kind of uh, operating system that that they run on, and it's a very it's a very tough life, uh, as as I see it. I mean, these these people live lives of 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 tough and and oftentimes quiet desperation, and uh, and you wonder. I mean, you wonder what's what's going on here, what's happening here. What do you what think? What's the connection between Bernie and uh, I mean, because it seems like you do believe that. So I, I was interested no, in that real, because I was real, just kind of like men, surprised. I mean, as as I because we were talking about Jesse, Jesse Lee Peterson and, and you know, he's a guy I, I get along with swimmingly and I spoke at his conference and that's what Tarpley was uh, was calling me about, as I recall. And, uh, you know, he says things like real men are conservatives and this this sort of thing. Uh, but. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to parse it. I'm trying to parse what I might have been talking about. You guys, I mean, you, you have to understand, maybe this conversation is just much fresher in your minds than it is mine because I just... Well, I guess... Do you have a clip move? maybe? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just, oh, we, I, I'm trying to... I, we, 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 played, we did play a clip. They're intimately connected and here's how. When you see men go out and support Bernie Sanders and support socialism, fundamentally what they're telling you is that they can't get laid. They can't get a date. That's what they're telling you. Well, we can, I, we think, I think post. what the ethos is, there's just, there's, just, there's just such an opportunity right now. I mean, it's like, this is America, you know? You can, you can go to the gym. You can lift weights. You can buy an AR-15. You can support Trump. You can eat steak. You can have beautiful women at your beck and call on Tinder. I mean, Those life, are, is, life yeah. is good. Life is good. Or, or you could put on a pussy hat. You could eat Doritos. You could sit down. You could, you could beg women for attention inside Bernie Slack groups. You could not work out. You could not own a gun. Uh, you could, you could, you could support Bernie Sanders. I mean, it's just all of these things kind of go together. It's, it's a, it's really more than it is a, a political, uh, 
leaning. It's it's a total cultural thing. I mean, the, the Bernie. I, I, I'm confused. I mean, I think most also most people exist somewhere with uh between that binary. I was gonna say, what does lifting weights have to do with Donald Trump and sex? It has it has everything due to do with because you're talking Trump. to two Donald guys Trump who have a, a good amount of sex that both support Bernie. But but Donald Trump is 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 a man's man. It's like if you were if you I don't think been, he is. You think so? I I think he's kind of uh, prissy. He's the, he's very but, dainty. No, he he has, dodged he, the he draft. He, no no no. Donald Objectively, Trump, make a mistake. I'm, I, I'm not a resistance Donald, person. Trust me, I'm not a resistance yeah, yeah. person. But I think you know he's very catty. He's obsessed with New no, York. He is, very catty. No, he's, he's obsessed with very catty. He's obsessed he with media gossip. He's not a John yeah. Wayne you, type figure. You, you know, search not, like you search Graydon Carter. From real Donald Trump, it's a thousand tweets of him just being like, Graydon Carter with his bad food restaurant. His, his, his Oscar party, party is, is no longer hot. His Oscar party is no longer hot. Like, I don't know if that's like really... Uh, this is not a John you know, Wayne Republican, you know? This is not exactly ideal. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. That's... Well, I, I, I agree about Trump being, you know, certainly sort of... Sort of... Uh, sort of into gossip and things. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If there's any. I guess my that. my question is, what's the connection between Trump and masculinity? Because you were saying because if you a because if you go to the gym, if like you go to the weights. gym in any if you go to the gym in any place besides, you know, Equinox West Hollywood. If you go to if you go to a gym anywhere else, any other gym I've been to, in Boston, in Florida, in Cal, anywhere, all the guys lifting heavy weights love Trump. They do. I've never met one that doesn't. I mean, I just you just don't meet them. They don't exist. I mean, they wh- love Trump. Why is it? What about why Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, <laughs> what about Arnold Schwarzenegger? They probably like Arnold too. No, I mean why Arnold Schwarzenegger Trump doesn't swole? like Trump. Oh, I think I think I think Arnold I think Arnold uh, it does get along with Trump. I th- that's what I've heard recently. I don't know about that, but uh, um, but, but Arnold needs to keep you know Arnold's got a tough a tough uh, road to hoe. So you think? He's, He's got to keep his Hollywood cred. And so, so you think this is kind thing. of like the opposite of the hipster coffee shop thing. So these are these weightlifters that you see, they support Trump. All the guys yeah, at the yeah. the hipster coffee shop, they're saying one thing. All the guys at the gym lifting weights, they're saying pro-Trump stuff. That's right. That's right. They're, they're, saying all, they're actually stuff. all saying pro-Trump stuff. People at the hipster coffee shops and at the, the gym. Yeah, they're actually... <laughs> well, they they actually no the, the the ones at the hipster coffee shop are not necessarily saying pro Trump stuff. What they're saying is that they, there's there's cracks in the very foundation of their belief system, and that what that they're open, they're opening up, they're open minded to the idea that Obama used the FBI to spy on the Trump campaign in a politically motivated, illegal use of law enforcement. I mean, that's. That's what I hear. Let's get back. Let's get back to the main issue with the babes, though. So let's like following your logic. You know, you're talking about if you want to have sex, you got to be a Trump guy. But I mean, all the babes are on the left, Jacob. I mean, if you wanted to play, if you want to play a game of war with the babe cards, the left's going to no, win. There's no. I mean, babes name some on the left. Name some, Repu- name some Republican. Name some Republican babes. Whoa, you're whoa. Talk- who Alyssa Milano? She's washed up. She's she does. She's that's not. I'm not throwing her down. That's, that's not the, the MJ. That's the first name that. She's that's always well the, the first hump. name that people throw. Is that, I, I mean, mean I, maybe I'm just not. If in you that want to, who's the right? Who's the right wing babe? If you're, if we're Bernie, Bernie babe endorsements. I mean, on, on the on, on the Ariana yeah, the, Grande. The, 
the left, right. we have the These babes. aren't left wingers. These girls are not left wingers. They don't know what they are. They they're to- they just take orders from their agents and they tweet out. So who who are who are the right wing babes? I don't think it's actually in in their agent's best interest for them to endorse Bernie, because like he he is anti-establishment compared to like you know it's it it makes sense for them to like endorse a a Hillary or a Joe Biden. Well, I I think I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Actually, I think I think that you're right. But given Bernie's role, because you have to understand what Bernie is. Bernie's totally disingenuous. What Bernie is. Bernie, the, I, somebody on the left called him this, and I can't remember who called him this, but they Something's called him cheap. dodging here. Bernie's job is to go out there and to block and tackle. Come on, Jacob. And to whip up the progressives into a frenzy <laughs> and then to bring them home to vote for the establishment candidate. Bernie's job now, is now, to Jacob, whip up. I, go ahead. I, while I do disagree with your position on Bernie Sanders, let me remind you, the question was about Republican babes. And uh, you okay, so with Republican, out- with Republican babes, Basically, everyone would start with Tommy Lahren and then it only gets better from there. She's sort of the she's kind of the plain Jane. She's the, you know, the plain Jane. So who's but- who's the one above that? I mean, because like Brandon threw out Emrata, who's I'd say widely recognized as, you know, I threw out, probably the number one banked em- in. Yeah, I threw out Emrata, Dua Lipa, Ariana. So what's what's your response to the Emrata? Well, who's the Emrata of the right? Oh, gosh, there's a million Instagram models who support Trump. I mean, it's just you could go on and on and on. And I think they're much better looking, by the way, than than her. I mean, she's very, very beautiful, of course. But uh, I, I think you could throw out 100 Instagram models. And, you, and before t- people call her, name one actress, of she's them. not an actress. OK, let's be clear. She's she's a model. That's what she does. And that's fine. But but she's she's not an actress. Uh, so. Uh, but but on the on the right you have many 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 babes you have can you babes name on the one right. of them for us yeah, to look I mean, at for instance let's just put it name this way. five name five babes bro let's put it this way let's put it this way and our babes are more commercially successful you you want to play the game of who's more commercially successful yes okay Megan Kelly is such a successful conserva babe if dude you that's your first pick that don't she you was guys a, hate Megan Kelly yeah I thought she, was able to make, she no she's up. a she's I like Megan Kelly I, she I like she uh she went against Trump and like but she's she was a little she was a little bit short misguided in the short term but I she's come around she's a big big time Trump supporter now and uh you know and that's that but but she's I mean she got paid 70 million by NBC to not even work to just go away because her her rip off of Ellen's show was just so bad that, that they had to pull it off the air I mean, that's that's a nice. You want to talk about a grift or a, a payday? I mean, that's Jesus. Does it get better than that? I mean, your, I mean, your first your first away. example is somebody who you seem to have a very complicated opinion of. Uh, I have a good opinion of her. I, I view I, her as on the center now. Um, yeah, I, I also I, I would question calling her a babe. Up to no, up it's, a next, uh, it's a different. It's a different kind of look. I mean, it's a different kind of look because what you have to understand is, when you when you're an executive producer in cable television, you look for certain things. You know, long legs, big head versus shoulder ratio to fill out the box. You know, in the cable news to fill out the box nicely. It's a different thing you're looking for. Um, so, like, maybe she wouldn't look as good, you know, in risque Instagram posts, but but you know, Emily Ratajkowski would look horrific in on cable television it would look ridiculous she'd look spindly and weird it just random what do you think about that i <laughs> uh, uh i think she looks great on screen oh this is uh <laughs> so it, so uh megan kelly I, mean, I guess we should we should close up pretty soon i i think we should individually uh, maybe ask one or one or two more questions yeah i think you know what's important to do and uh 
is that every time I do an interview, it, it goes wonderfully and then it ends. And then, and then the audience picks something up that we forgot to talk about or, or, or we missed. And I'm trying to think of what that might be here. I mean, I could go on for hours. I'm, I'm, than I do. <laughs> I guess I'm, I, what, do you have any regrets so far, Jacob? Not regrets, but if you could redo things, or is there anything you would redo? Well, you could you could redo a hundred things, but the reality is that all of it has 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 brought me to a point that I'm very happy with, and it's only going to get better. I mean, we should we should add. If you think you've seen press conferences, we, you haven't seen press conferences. I we we've, we're putting together things that are so big. I've spent all week pricing out helicopters in the Washington D.C. area. I mean, we're this is going so big and so this this thing is going to be bigger than you ever imagined. We we were screwing around in a primary before. In a primary, we were screwing around at a time when the guy we wanted held the highest office. I mean, that's kind of like play around stuff. Now we're going to get into the general election. And if you thought 2016 was crazy, I mean, this this is going to be the this is going to become known as the election of the deep fake. I predict that. So it's it's going to be wild. Uh, so I don't regret anything because it's led me here, and I'm I'm very happy with with that. And uh, so I I can't say that I would have done anything anything differently. I mean, everyone would have said I would have done this, I would have done that, but you don't get to do that. You don't get to go back and and uh, wear this tie instead of that tie at a press conference. That's where most of my regrets lie, is in my 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 choices in in wardrobe, which I feel have become significantly more refined over the years. So, I mean. I mean, I, <laughs> it's interesting to talk to you because, you know, you'll, you, you don't slip up um, and I, you know, you're good with your words and uh, it, there's no way I'm going to break through. I guess really only you'll know the truth when you lie down at night and go to bed. But um, I guess, you know, if, if all of that is true, where do you want to go in the future? What's your plan going forward? Where do you imagine yourself? You're only, are you 22? I'm, yeah, I'm 22. 22. Uh, yeah. That's so young. Like where... Where do you want to be when you're 30 with this? Because you've, even just four years ago, you were investing and you wanted to be a big investor. Now you're over here doing the the fin do- or the the um, only fans, the only fans. Um, I guess that is kind of fin dom in a way, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But where it's do you want to go? You've been all over the place. What I don't know the trajectory and where do you, where do you hope you're going to go with this? Well, what I find is is that my life is is totally unpredictable. I mean, things just turn on a dime. I get home from the gym one day and I get a notification on my phone because of course I had the notification set for when Trump would tweet that way I could reply to his tweets. And then I see my tweet, I'm thinking what what in the world is this? I, why is it is this a glitch? And then I look and he's retweeted me and then he does it again and again and again. So you know, my life uh, works in very different ways than than I think you know, most people's does it, it, the, the volatility of, of my life, which mostly airs towards the upside and mostly yeah. goes to the upside yeah. is, is very Your life hot. a movie, bro. Well, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's where it goes. I mean, right now we're working on a couple of uh, HBO is making two other documentaries as we uh-huh. speak. And I've been very busy with that, but so I don't know where, where, where is, where will I be at 30? Who knows? Who knows? Where do you want to be very, though? Where do I want to be? If everything moves in the same direction that it's moving now, then then I'll be very happy. If I'm a little bit, if I'm just a little bit uh, physically better looking, I'll be happy. If I'm a little bit financially better off than I am now, it'll be great. Um, you know, in terms of uh, you know personal relationships, probably 
down the same the same line, or maybe not. We'll see. But oh, do you do you uh, are, are you um for the listeners at home? Are you uh, are you single, Jacob? Uh, no, no, I'm not single at the moment. Ooh, what's who's your uh, what's I, the status? I, you've teased you've teased the girlfriend on OnlyFans, but yeah, uh, I, well, people you know, can subscribe to her to to her OnlyFans as well. It's Veronica Lanskaya, and uh, there's links. You, you can find links if they don't know how to spell that. Veronica name. Lynn, what is it? Lanskaya. Lanskaya is that one word? Yeah, one one word at the end of the link. Veronica Lanskaya. Weird That's that her, that wasn't name. the first babe that you listed. Yeah, I mean, well, is she a Republican? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, when we were talking Republican babes, you you listed off Tommy. Oh, Laren she's not. And she's not. Kelly. No, she's not a. Not she's your... not a Republican public figure. She's just a gal. She's just you know. She, she doesn't. She doesn't, she doesn't adhere to the same political beliefs as you. No, she adheres even more strictly than I do. I mean, she makes me look like a, a leftist. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I guess we. we How did you guys have, meet uh, anyway? Oh well, yeah. Uh, good, good question, Jack. We met at the uh, Trump Hotel in D.C. Oh, really? Yeah. That that's a. Is this a long relationship? Is it a long relationship? Have you guys been dating for a while? Uh, I've known her since uh, August of last year. Okay, um, so you guys been were you together the whole time? It's kind of serious. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know I've got another I've got another one who's uh, you know works in the administration who who you know works at a high level in the administration who I date another another girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and it works out. It works out. Everyone's on the same page. There's no Uh you know there's no deception or weirdness. But so you were you're um this is a this is a is this a YBS exclusive that two women are in a polycule with Jacob Wool. Well, I don't know about all of your your hipster language there, but the, the 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 rules are that you know they have to share and I don't, and so that's that's not you know, a polycule, Brandon. I don't think I don't think that's a polycule okay. if he's separately dating them both. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So I one's see. a high okay. level figure and one's an OnlyFans, and they're that's good with the, it. Yeah, yeah. One's got one. <laughs> one's a high one, level one is a, White House one, figure. One has an OnlyFans page, and the other one has a top secret clearance. Yeah. Okay. Best of both worlds, some may say. Some may say, and I, I think so. I mean, one, you know, her, her <laughs> handle on English is not not the best, and the other one uh, speaks English and about four other languages. It's a it's where's a the first thing. where's the first one from? What's her first? She's language? originally yeah, she's originally from Ukraine, and her first language is is Russian and Ukrainian. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you guys met at the Trump Hotel. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of the resistance people might be uh, their ears might be perking up hearing <laughs> that Jacob. The connection. A the lot of back, the Russia Gate people. The back channel. The back channel's been discovered. Yep. Man. Okay. I, I I guess I I just have I have one one two parter. Um. First off, are you no, afraid but, uh, of going real, to jail? But, Second but off, real quick, what's your ab workout? Yeah. Re- real quick, I should uh, I should I should add it, it was interesting because. Um, I was in Ukraine right up until the story, you know, broke right around the time that the story broke. I was in Ukraine from, uh, oh, I don't know, July, beginning, very beginning of July to almost the end of August. And then I was back in D.C. But um, when I got back and this whole Ukraine thing played out, everyone who knew me was saying, what were you doing over there? You were working with Rudy, weren't you? And it was just, you know, I figured I was going to get dragged into some testimony in front of Congress. But unfortunately, I wasn't. 
so wow. And, and now to your question, if, I I have no legal concerns. That's what I can. That's what I can say to that question. I have zero legal concerns. I'm I'm very uh, confident and and certainly with everything that we do, uh, Jack and I and and myself separately, but uh, always seek the best the best and brightest uh, legal advice that you can get, and uh, make sure that everything is well within the letter and spirit of the law. Excellent. Brandon, did you have another question? Oh, and well, I, I was wondering about the ab workout. I guess oh, that's, ab wor- that's behind well, the paywall. Well, I don't do, I I don't, you know, the, the truth is I don't do anything crazy with abs. I do some rollouts here and there and I do some, 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 uh, my favorite, my favorite ab workout, of course, you can't really do it without a gym is the, uh, is the, uh, you know, the, the rope crunches. In other words, you get kind of on your knees and you do a kind of a reverse crunch holding the, the rope and pulling some weight. You can do it with bands. It, it doesn't work quite as well, but uh, that's probably my favorite. Great. Well, I, I do want to say, uh, you know, I, I don't think we agree on most things. I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm very vocally a Bernie guy, right? But I, I do think, um, objectively, I think something we can all agree on is that you are shredded. You've got to, you, you know, you're, you're, well, you're, shredded, you're a shredded dude. This is this and is I something do, that's and I do this is something that. that's uh this is something that's interesting and 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 it's always good to talk to Bernie Bernie Bros are so much more grounded to reality than the establishment people the, the establishment people uh you know you don't know if they're lying to you or they're just totally bereft of any fact or reason but the, the Bernie people really believe what they say and and that I can that I can certainly respect and and I agree with them on a lot I don't think we should be handing out trillions of dollars to banks and letting them decide who gets bailouts and who doesn't. I think it's lunacy. Uh, so I'm with the Bernie people on a lot of things. And, uh, and, and you should, you should know that. And it's just interesting on the internet as to your second point, you know, half the people say there's no difference between the before and after pictures. And the other half of the people say, yeah, I could do that too. If I was on steroids and HGH, it's just like, you you don't know. So it's like, has, have I gotten in better shape or not? I'm I'm not sure if I look on the internet. I I think over time, I I'd agree. I've seen you, uh, you know, we're talking young Jacob versus now. I, I I can give you that. You've gotten buff. The results the results speak for themselves, and that that is something we we're not. Gonna, I hope so. We're not going to fight you on that. We I we hope do so. agree I hope that so. uh you know Jacob Wall has a has a rocking bod. Well, Jacob, I it's been interesting to talk to you. I don't understand uh <laughs> you exactly. Um. I think it's been it's been interesting. Uh, I I'm curious to see where you go, um, and uh, I I don't know what else to say. Brandon, do you have do you have um, anything? Well, you know, thanks for thanks for being so generous with your your time, Jacob. Uh, you know, you bet. It was uh, really a lot of fun. All right, Jacob. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Bye. Uh, thanks. Bye. Oh my God, Brandon. <laughs> What do you <laughs> do? What do you? For, okay, so for the listeners, like we literally, we just, we really did just hang up the call. Oh my god! What do you think of that? What did you think? How are you? How are you um, feeling? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's he's consistent, dude. It's mind-boggling. I'm like, my heart's thumping. By the way, just because like, yeah, it was such a roller coaster of emotions. It's so conf confusing to talk to him and i have no idea what the listeners at home are thinking right now um it's very very weird to talk to him i i thought i thought it was actually i mean 
he, I think he he was very easy to talk to. He was actually very easy to talk to. But um, yeah. Okay, so the way I would describe. Okay, so first of all, there are so many like everything he says is a lie. To the point sure. where it's everything he says is <laughs> yeah. a lie. To the point where yeah. like I was noticing, you know, it'd just be like silly to call silly and counterproductive as an interviewer to call him out on all of them. Because like we tried right. to get a couple of them, but then it's just like, you know, I'm detecting little ones all over the place. Like for instance, yeah. one that pops up. I mean, dude, I think his girlfriend's fake. Like yeah, I, when he was telling me about the Russian girlfriend, I like looked her up on OnlyFans and it's like this default picture and she has 12 posts and two videos and actually it doesn't see how many she has but it doesn't look very active it looks like a fake account that somebody made and like oh, yeah i suspect jacob's probably trying to just make money off two accounts and like maybe just right. like stealing pictures or something but i started like you know i was giggling then i'm like wait why <laughs> he's like even literally doing the you don't wouldn't know my girlfriend she lives in ukraine lie right it's like wait <laughs> like, dude, what? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like the high-powered yeah, government got, yeah. official but there's like there's little ones. Got a main bitch, got a mistress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple girlfriends. I'm so hood rich, dude. Um, but so wild. So it's so funny that he claims he claims to have one girlfriend that is very high up in the federal government. Yeah, non-specific. I mean, yeah, non non-specific, but she yeah, she's got full uh, federal you know government clearance. I'm. Every there are so many moments of that, but I'd say the main my main reaction is like the experience of talking to him is like he is out of his mind, right? And like he's constantly lying, um, but he's so confident with his lies and he sticks to them so hard to his own detriment, right? Where it's like yeah. actively like not even benefiting him to a certain point, where it's like you actually start feeling insane when you talk to him. Like <laughs> right. I, you know, like it's yeah. You start feeling crazy because he's so confident in his lies, and they're not even good lies, that you start losing right. your mind. Because it's yeah. like, uh, wait, like, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess Elizabeth Warren is an S and M dominatrix. It's like it's easier because you have to, you ha- kind of have to give him ground if you want to keep the conversation flowing. Because he'll like throw yeah. so many lies at you. I mean, like, I could have kept uh, I could have kept talking to him for hours. Yeah, because he's not gaining anything from the lies. That's the thing. Yeah, the experience interviewing him, it's like he's telling lies. That there's like I'm hearing them. I'm like, okay, that's not true, but he doesn't really gain anything over me by saying it. It doesn't really help sure. prove his points at all. And then the other thing is that where he's like he lies, but he tells the truth with it like i pointed it out that one time it's it's hard to describe like that one time where he's like he says that don lemon hit on him and it was on video but the videos were all erased from the internet and then he goes on and he's like he's like he's like but he did hit on me and it's very well documented and i'm like wait jacob like it's not well documented by definition it's not because you just said it was scrubbed from the internet (laughs) so like whether or not it happened it isn't well documented like (laughs) But then he, well, you, you caught, you, you like said something about it and he was like, well, I guess that's just a little thing called juxtaposition. And it's like, Uh, and that response is so funny. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to like call you out even at this point. It's just like really funny that you do that. It's like cartoonish. I mean, it's cartoonish. I, I, you know, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got the exclusive. And then, um, yeah, it was funny. I was like kind of worried about him 
being really cunning. He is like he's smart and cunning. I'll give him that. He's like he's something, right? He's something. But it is funny because yeah. I, I mean I could tell like me and you, the whole I was taking it pretty seriously the whole time. You, I'm sure the audience will be able to hear when I like when both of us started getting silly. The babe discussion was when we were both getting really silly. Sure. When he uh, couldn't name the babes. <laughs> oh yeah, feet feet to the fire could not name. A single Republican babe, and then name one babe, bro. Name one later. Babe. Later, he fucking. Well, I mean, I guess he named two. He named Tommy Laren and Megan Kelly, and then later when he was talking about his OnlyFans, GF, right? Uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, oh well, I don't even, I don't include her in that. Oh, she's not, she's not political." One second he's like, "Oh, you know, she's not really political. She doesn't really speak English," and then in, in then like the next second he's like oh yeah like she actually makes me look like a leftist he's uh he's very well no, spoken I- and confident it shows how far you could get by just being really confident with what you say oh <laughs> and not saying um which is literally like all we do <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> if me yeah, and you just stop um still yeah, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know because that's like his only. You edit out the ums and the likes, and it's we have a ten minute podcast. Yeah, um, there I just did it right there. Uh, but <laughs> but that's uh, also just how people talk generally. Yeah, that's you know? true. You know, um, he was just. I don't even know where to start with him. It was uh, hilarious. What were your favorite parts? Um, I mean, the sad thing, the sad thing, and and part of the thing where it makes you feel insane is that. Um, you know, if, if Ann Coulter, well, I was saying this to you before we, we debated whether or not we should do this, but I was saying like, I wouldn't have Ann Coulter on this show because people actually, no. she has credibility and she can actually still do damage because people believe her and she has credibility in right. her own circles. She may not have credibility in ours, but she does other places and yeah. she has something to gain from it. Um, yeah. And yeah, she yeah, is yeah. gaining something from it. So I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> my mind's I mean, like I, my mind's literally like all over the place after that he, yeah um, i mean like we would not have steve bannon on the podcast there's like reason to argue with them a bit more you know um sure <laughs> what was i even talking about with jacob before my mind i feel like i just got off a roller coaster i'm like a little no, disoriented I, it's it is it is disorienting um but, uh no that was it was a uh, yeah there's a wild wild very fascinating convo it's um yeah so i guess i think maybe what i was saying is that um those people have had they they have a clear benefit from this right like they're making money they're yeah. they're making money they have a career and um for all of the ridiculous things they do when you're if you were to argue with them it kind of you could it makes sense because oh they're making money off this they're in a way doing their job with Jacob, yeah. even though he denies it, it's pretty observably true that this has had negative impacts on his life. And I yeah. mean, to me as an observer, I'd say it ruined his life. He may not realize it now, but right. at 22, being that infamous, uh, as you said, the boy who cried wool. I mean, no matter yeah. how you look at it, I know he's... I'm glad, I, I'm glad I got that one in there. <laughs> I know. I mean, one of his big lies was he was saying he has all these private sector contracts we all know that's a lie. I mean, like, dude, you wouldn't have an. Right. Why are you? Why do you have an OnlyFans? You couldn't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. Why do you, yeah. You, not only that, but like, you wouldn't need to have an OnlyFans. 
Um, right. You wouldn't like even be thinking about it, I guess. You wouldn't be on. You wouldn't be on cameo. Yeah, you wouldn't have a cameo. We don't have cameo. I'm not yeah. a. I'm not above it for. N- I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be above it if I needed to be. Right now, I think we're doing okay, <laughs> so I don't need to have a cameo. Yeah. If you see right. me on there one day, you'll know it's not going well. You'll um, know, yeah, things things did not turn out the way I, I planned yeah. in my life. But um, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm on cameo, but. so like we know, we know the the private sector stuff. He, you know, he he says that, but it's like, all right, man, like. Like it doesn't matter to me. I I don't care. It, it, it's I don't care, Jake. Like I wanted to say is like, dude, I don't care if you're getting advertising work. Like I'm gonna hang up and I'm gonna right. go back into my life. Like I don't care. Like I'm actually you don't need co- to impress us. Yeah, you don't need to impress us. Like I really don't give a shit. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's kind of beyond what I think of you. Because I mean, it doesn't really matter if I think you're a successful or unsuccessful piece of shit, right? Like. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I, I, you do vile yeah. stuff. Like, like the fact that you're not getting paid for it is just confusing. And right. that's on you. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, really, yeah. like, the only person this matters to is you at the end of the day when you go to, to sleep. Like, like uh, to me, he's kind of ruined his life. And that's, and that's sad. And it, I, I don't understand still after talking to him why. Because even if, like... Even if he thought this was gonna, I could, I could imagine worlds where he thought it was gonna pay off, at various yeah. points. In fact, dude, if I was in his shoes, getting retweeted by Donald Trump, I would be a believer. I'd be like, this I'd path be, is going fucking up. well. Yeah, yeah, like um, yeah. But that's, now that's the thing that that's the thing that's been uh, keeping you from being a Trump supporter. Is that no, he yeah, hasn't right. Retweeted <laughs> no, you. No, but like, yeah. In but in terms of like playing on that team, like you know, that's a home run. Sure, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So it's weird, and it's like maybe even I can understand where he's coming from doing the the Robert Mueller thing. I don't think it's good. I think it's very bad. Yeah. And I also, let me be very clear. I, I suspect that he's doing very, very bad things to convince these people to, you know, lie for him. Right. Um, like, I, I don't know if I really, um, went as hard as I could have. Uh, but you know, I do want to be on record that I, I think it is bad <laughs> that he has, uh, put out so many false rape allegations. hundred percent. I, I want to be on record that I think that that is, uh, a bad thing to do. The only reason it's like not, I mean, the only reason he's on the podcast and the only reason he's like able to be on it, whether or not we allow him is that they're so unbelievable that no reasonable person, uh, there's no damage because no reasonable person believes it. Like they're so ridiculous, but it's still, you know, I was saying is like doing the first one, maybe you could understand like making that bad decision as him. But after the second one, third one, fourth one, fifth one, where you're just getting laughed at and then people are not taking you seriously. I mean, since even the the Mueller the Mueller press conference was like the only one that got, you know that that's the one that got the most attention by far. Yeah. Um. And yeah, reporters are just openly laughing at him. It's uh, at the thing, but I I think that also like doesn't really. I think that's actually like good for what he wants because that's his whole thing is like being 
you know, anti-establishment. The weird thing about oh, it, is well, that- not even even though he is ultimately just like very pro-establishment, his whole thing, like his come up was being a reply guy to the president of the United States. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. The being weird- like I'm the guy that likes the president the most. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to I'm here to support the most powerful man in the world. <laughs> right. Um, um, that's always a funny thing that I've I've thought of is very amusing about the Trump people is that like this guy that they say is so powerful in alpha, like why would he need your help? Like if he needs you to right. defend him, is he inherently that alpha? Um, yeah. That was another, <laughs> that was I another like thing I, with the, I, the Trump, the Trump stuff was funny. That was like a time where it was Trump, like fun. It was like, dude, Trump what you think stuff. he's a man's man? Like, yeah. Like I, I wish I'd, I, I wish we did talk about it a little more just in terms of like, you know, when has, when has Donald Trump lifted one weight? Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, it's like the weird shape. Well, the, like I said, talking to Jacob makes you go insane and like, right. You start your up and down kind of goes away and you, uh, you start kind of like following a new measurement of good and bad. And by that point, right. my measurement of good and bad adapted to Jacob standards, which to you me, get Jake, caught a, you get caught in the riptides a little bit. Jacob standards for me by the end was like okay if jacob engages the question on its merits that means like you're kind of like he'll dot like he dodges when when he knows you're right you know he'll like dodge completely you know and just like move away if he argues um then he thinks he's got something on you you know so like if he's like if he like laughs it off and tries to change the subject I kind of like interpret it as like, okay, we already kind of won this one and he's not going to engage us any further. Yeah, so that's yeah, with yeah. the Trump stuff. He was just kind of like laughing that off. And I'm like, all right, we, we got him here. Like that's like his tell for when he knows we're right. Cause he'll never admit right. it, you know? Yeah. Like if I said the sun is up right now, he, he would say, well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty, it's amazing. Um, to f- my main, what's wild is, uh, he's more dedicated to being Jacob wool than I can. Anybody I can think of is dedicated to anything. Can you? Yes. Like I'd say that he's more dedicated to being Jacob wool than Michael Jordan was to basketball. (laughs) Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Michael Jordan took time off from basketball because it was too much. Jacob wool. No, might go to his grave doing this. Yeah. For no benefit. I mean, if the, um, you know, uh, I I do think uh, his actions aside, <laughs> uh, many of which are you know fucking you know just like objectively kind of you know despicable, <laughs> very yes. bad. Uh, those actions aside, just talking to him man to man, I was like, yeah, I could keep talking to this guy. <laughs> like <laughs> he is like easy to talk to yeah he wasn't yeah, awkward I mean, no 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 he's he, knows I mean, how he to was talk. like he definitely was like he seemed like you know pretty friendly <laughs> yeah um which is interesting that's another thing about him is that like we should be his enemy right and i got to the sense sure. that he was getting along with us even though he knows we're gonna make fun of him you know and he's he for sure knows that we did a whole episode yeah that was just us making fun of him without 
him being there and you know and we, like we fucking like it's been it's very public he had to have no, he he there's no way he didn't know there's so many little things yeah. that like should upset him or trip him up that didn't for instance when yeah. we this was kind of a mistake I, or I don't know if you thought it was a mistake but uh you told him that tarpley quoted him on that which was oh, from yeah. an article that never came out right Right, because that she should have tripped was him not up. Allowed, she was not allowed to go to the men, uh, the men's conference because they found out she's a woman. <laughs> that should have tripped him yeah. up, but it didn't. Um, yeah. Like, he didn't mind a lot of, like, alarming things that, like, to me would have... Like, if that happened to me in an interview where I was the interviewee, I would be like, oh, what? Like, a reporter oh, right. told you, you know, like, I'm in a weird trap. But he doesn't care. Yeah. He knew the entire time, I think doesn't miss a beat it's I mean, like he had to have known that tarp like was on the podcast yeah and yeah talked about and he, yeah. i mean he knew it's not even a trap it's just like he doesn't care which would right. make sense if there was like a much 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 larger goal but i don't know what that is he doesn't even say that there is i mean i asked him <laughs> directly yeah um it's pretty baffling <laughs> yeah <laughs> more than anything that was that was funny um what what, what other parts stick out to you um, I don't know. I mean, well, I'm, I'm a little bummed that I, I didn't, I brought up the hipster coffee shop thing, but I, I never brought up, uh, any of the like fake location cigar picks. Oh, well, oh, dude, well, he's like in his backyard and he's like, what's up? Chilling in Italy. <laughs> of course. Well, because it would have been kind of pointless for you to bring that up. We, uh, dude, I know what he would have said. Anybody listening to this by the end would know what he would say too. He'd right. be like, Oh no, those are different uh, cigar shops. You know, they're actually owned by uh, the same guy who is actually a good friend of mine. He's a very successful man, but he, um, you know, yeah. he uses the same tile in his shops. But I, um, because he's a good friend, I go to. But they're in several different locations. He even <laughs> has one in Miami. He would say something like yeah. that. Um, but it's interesting because there are little things throughout it that I didn't point out. But like he he slipped up on a couple current lies. One of which you oh, got him yeah. to admit that he's in Irvine right now, which is his parents' house. Oh, and he says he's on floor. He's in Florida. He says he lives online. in Miami now. He's wow. been telling everybody he lives in Miami. Yeah. So he just let that slip. Yeah. But once again, if you called him out, he would. Uh, we know what he would say too. Be like, oh yeah, well, I mean, I do maintain a house in Miami, but I've been worried about my parents. Um, even though I don't take this virus seriously, um, I, the economy. And who knows what the liberals would do. I thought it would be best if I'm back here, you know? Yeah. Um, I yeah. looked up I looked up when he was talking about um his dad being involved in uh that case, the Tukey Williams case or whatever. I like looked it uh -huh. up and um he wasn't involved in the actual case. <laughs> it seems like just from the blurb I read while we were interviewing him, it looked like uh his dad was able to go watch the execution as a civilian so that, and it sort of looks like oh, he did huh. that. He did that so that he could go on like Nancy Grace and stuff and talk about it. Yeah. So it's so like, I wonder if just like, he's just learned exactly from his dad, you know? Right. And I could, be, I barely got to skim that, but I, I guess like, I always wonder like, how did Jacob become Jacob? Yeah. Maybe his dad was like this his whole life, you know? Yeah. I I liked that he would I I I had one slip up where um I was 
talking about surefire intelligence and I accidentally said wool capital and he was very quick to be like, Oh no, that's a, no, you're talking about a different lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He helped you. I thought that was funny. He helped me. He helped then, me on that. And then just like yeah. a bold face. He was denial. not, he was never hostile. No, he was very calm. No. Very calm. The weird. And then once again, like the, even that conversation, it was just like, He's telling us this lie that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> like that people made the LinkedIn with his secret name that he admits to using. Like, how would they oh, have right. known the name to make the fake account? <laughs> and then he's saying like, oh, well, no, after the fake account came out, people were making the details. It's like, dude, that doesn't make sense. Right. At all. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I saw it. Like, I saw the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A plus B does not equal C here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, dude, that was a long time coming. I. It was Damn. interesting to talk to him, but I still don't have like the an- the big answer uh, or answer the big question I've been wondering the whole time, which is like, why? Right. I'm yeah, not, I feel like I feel like I'm not even close. I mean, we kind of strategized before the the call, um, and. We're just kind of like, we got to figure out what his end game is. Like what is in his words, what, what are, what are his intentions at the end of all of this? What does he want? And, uh, it still feels unclear, but maybe that's, you know, maybe, uh, the destination is the journey, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My brain's kind of melted <laughs> from this. I know. I know. Trust yeah. me. I know. If, I know a lot of people who lie compulsively, and um, yeah, similar symptom where it's like, um, you start feeling crazy in talking to them, even though they're the yeah. liar, right? Because you have yeah. to like, in order to keep the conversation going, you have to like play on their turf a bit. Sure. And their turf is just so bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah, to even like carry out a conversation, you have to keep like giving them ground. But the difference yeah. is, like, all of those people I know, like, they aren't harming their life, at least not a lot, by keeping the lies going. They're just yeah. still, they're doing whatever they're doing, and they're lying, right? Like, right. like, a person who works at McDonald's and is on Instagram saying he's a CEO, it's not making his life at McDonald's worse, you know? Right. Uh, if a nameless person is cleaning hospitals and says that they're a... Uh, a surgeon on Twitter, yeah. hypothetically, uh-huh. it doesn't make his job cleaning the hospitals or working in the Amazon warehouse worse. Where right. Jacobs, it's like it is his life. He's living the lie, and uh, not only is it making his life harder, is making his ability to lie harder. Right. You know. So yeah. it's so different, and I can't help but kind of looking at look at him as a tragic figure. At the end, even though he's oh, like yeah, I've, yeah. objectively bad, as bad as he is, I still look at him. I'm twenty two. Is not a kid, but he is kind of kid still. Oh and yeah, I mean, I was like, uh, I mean, I I regret most of uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I regret most of twenty three. And he's been doing you know, this. Like, he's been yeah. doing this in the time that you're supposed to like grow. Sure. And I kind of just like, it doesn't make his actions better. Yeah. But I kind of feel bad. And like near the end, I like had this urge. Oh, I mean, you can't break through to him, but I wanted to, 
I wanted to like go serious and be like, Jacob, like, I don't like you, but dude, you should just stop, man. Like you should literally stop and like, you know, try to figure something out because I mean, it's probably too late, but it's only going to get worse. <laughs> like you should literally get out of the game and like just live your life, man. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is not going to like best case scenario. You're unemployable. Worst case scenario. Right. You're in jail. You're in jail. And like, but he's not, he's not afraid of jail. Worst case scenario, you're not only in jail, but you fucked up so bad that like even if you had a family, like their lives are worse. And anybody with your last name, their life is worse now because right. you did what you did. Like, yeah. like even people that aren't related name. to you, like yeah. th- for the same reason that there aren't people with the last name Hitler anymore, <laughs> which is an extreme example yeah, yeah, but yeah. likewise, why Epstein is a unfortunate last name to have right now. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's <laughs> like, it makes they all know who he is. You know, yeah, or Madoff. If you met somebody with the last name Madoff, what's the right. first thing you're thinking of? Not them. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I feel bad for him in a sense. Even that was though actually when I, I, I have that. Uh, I've had that that bernie uh sign up uh for a while now but nobody ever asked which bernie i was talking about (laughs) (laughs) made off (laughs) made off (laughs) oh god actually i've actually been campaigning for uh i I was canvassing for bernie Madoff. (laughs) 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 all right Uh, on that note on that note i think we could end it yeah I think pod. this is one for the books, dude. <laughs> one, for, absolutely one for the books, absolutely. One. And payoff, oh, absolute all timer, a long time coming. Wow. Um. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>